Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Welcome back to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. We are doing part two of episode 41, where we're talking about understanding and developing trust in regard to human relationships. And this is from Dr. Nicholas Ellen. There we go. I was like, I have it in my mind and I just couldn't think of it. Um, So if this is where you're kind of picking up, I would recommend pausing this going back to episode 41 because, or you're just going to listen to it out of order, which is not a big deal. Um, No, it's not really like going up to building up to anything. No, but you just might mix, miss a little bit of the context of this. So um, we're just going to jump back in because we actually have more things to talk about than we did in our last one. So John, can you kick us off by reading one more time for us the definition of trust? So the definition of trust by doc- Pastor, Dr. Dr. Pastor Nicholas. Allen. <laughs> I know. How do you do? How does that I work then? <laughs> I don't know. He, he just has Pastor Nicholas Allen. So yeah, okay. whatever. Um, his definition is to have confidence or reliance upon an individual according to their prescribed order of operation as set by God within the context of that relationship. The belief or assurance that a person will do what was prescribed by God within the context of a relationship. So like we said in the last episode, there's a lot of words in that. Yes. So we're actually breaking it down. So in um, episode 41, we talked through, um, there are five different things that make this up. So the first two that we talked about in 41 were trust is to be limited to the intended divine order of the relationship and the spiritual condition of the individual. Number two is that trust mm. is not meant to go beyond the intended divine order of the relationship. So if you're wanting to dive in a little bit deeper into what those two specifically mean, again, go ahead and go back to episode 41 where we dive in. Today, we're going to be talking about the last little part of that definition um, and talking about three more different ways to dive in about trust specifically. Uh, John, do you want to read, uh, do you want to kick us off with our first one for today? Sure. Trust is not meant to be placed in relationships that are not in the prescribed order of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the be careful who you trust. Well, you're right. And it's like if God has not put them in authority or if there's like you you can trust people if like God has given them authority. And Mm -hmm. so if it's like there's almost like a hierarchy, I want to say hierarchy, but it's not really a hierarchy because there's equality amongst all of believers. Mm -hmm. But like there's um you can trust someone more dependent on where god has placed them Mm -hmm. and so like if right like it comes back to if they don't have a uh, a belief in god or a belief in jesus and they don't have um a faith that they don't have faith or if it's just a person that's saying like oh yeah I, i believe in jesus but like their actions don't prove that then you're trust in them would be misplaced Mm -hmm. because they don't ascribe to a true um faith based like i'm going to trust jesus and therefore he's going to order all of my steps from here and now out i had um just in my notes that whatever a person is willing to do with you they'll do to you um so he kind of gave the example of gossiping so if you and another person 
that you trust are gossiping about something, they're willing to like gossip with you. They're probably willing to gossip about you. And I mean, that's something that I feel like ladies, we were guilty of. Mm. And that's where this like extra level of trust comes in of whether, whether it's good or bad, whether Mm. something you're able to do something together and then they're willing to do it for you. Like if you're willing to serve and love your relationships in a loving way, they're more likely to do it back to you as well. And if, again, if both parties are in like a healthy frame of mind and able to do that. Right. Like if someone is um, talking bad about someone else, more than likely they're doing that to someone else about you. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to put your trust in them because like you're just giving them ammo almost yeah. of saying like, well, this, this is what this person said about that person. Mm-hmm. Even though like they brought that situation to you, even mm-hmm. though like, yeah, good rule of thumb. Don't be a triangle. Yeah. If they're talking about somebody else, don't be that third person in, in that relationship because then you're putting yourself in a position where you're, you're becoming like the judge. Mm-hmm. You're becoming like, oh yeah, th- what they did was wrong. Like, no, like, because someone's coming up and saying that, like, that's between you, them and that other person. And if you're putting yourself in that position of, like, judge, juror, whatever, like, then you're now, like, your trust can't be given to you or to the other person. And so. Yeah. So that goes back to, like, what we were just talking about of that not being in the prescribed order Mm. because now we are not loving we're not being kind and that was not the order that god intended for us to be um yeah and i think it's also um if someone in authority position comes to you with something about you then listen you can't just like write them off because you know what, maybe they have something to say to you. And Mm -hmm. so you have to listen. And that way we can have a healthy church. We can have a healthy spiritual body because um, if we're not going to have church discipline in just like even in minor things of like, Mm -hmm. hey, when you do this, like that rubs people the wrong way. Like we're not going to be growing as as people, as Christ followers, as in any area of our life. Mm-hmm. And so when people come to you, listen. Right. And discern. Right. Well, listen, right. Yes. Yeah. Discern everything that they, everything that people say. Yeah. Be quick to listen, slow to anger. Slow to speak and slow to become angry. Quick to listen, slow to, yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Wherever that verse is. Probably in Philippians. Okay. Uh, the next one is trust should not be based on the perfection of others but on the consistency of others within the prescribed order of operation as set by God within the context of the relationship. So that big like prescribed order is just making sure that people know that people are not supposed to replace God, Mm. that our fulfillment, our satisfaction is not supposed to come from other people. It is ultimately supposed to come from God. Um, So going to that first part of it is that trust should not be based on the perfection of others, but on the consistency of, of others. That was something that like, this was a new thought for me of, I think we've all been people, know people have been in situations where we write people off 
I mean, we're in cancel culture because of one wrong thing that they did. Right. And now we can't trust them. Or they rubbed you the wrong way. Or like their quote unquote, like whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like of like, oh, they said a racist comment or like, oh, they were sexist in this or like whatever. And so you're like, well, now I can just write off the rest of them. Right. Where like we, as cliche it is, of like love this, the sinner, hate the sin. Like that kind of has some truth to it. I don't really like prescribing the definition of sinner to a believer because like we shouldn't keep going on in sinning. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like realize that people are still broken. They're still mm-hmm. like this fleshy part of them that they're trying to conquer. But yeah. they don't always like we don't always do that. Mm-hmm. Like only Jesus was perfect. I, I just came to this realization of like even when we read about people in the Bible, mm-hmm. we expect like moral, like good people. Yeah, we expected them to be better. Well, right, and so like we read like the j- story of Jonah, and mm-hmm. we like see this guy like, oh, he's supposed to be a prophet. Where so he's going to do what God always says. Like no, like you read that story, and it's like him just saying no, no, and he keeps saying no, not just mm-hmm. like by like leaving and going the opposite direction, but he also like goes into Nineveh and gives a seven word sermon, mm-hmm. and. I think on purpose to give him the least amount of information to the Assyrians. But we like, I think there's so much interpretation of like, well, no, he's a prophet. He should know better. He should be doing what, like he should be the word of God. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, I don't think that we see that in Jonah. Mm -mm. And I think we like almost approach people with like this attitude, like, well, they're Christians. And so they should know Mm -hmm. better. Or like they're Christians and so they should be perfect, quote unquote perfect. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's not the reality. No, it's not. And then you have people from outside. And I know this is my life growing up. You have people from outside the faith who say, who have the expectation that Christians need to be perfect. So when they see you mess up, they're like, well, then she's not a believer anymore. Like, I can't believe this Christian messed up. Like, that's a big deal. I can't believe they did that. Or all Christians are hypocrites. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and I know like we're kind of talking in like almost extremes, not, not, not necessarily extremes, but like going to like more of an extreme example. But I, I've seen this play out of just in my own personal convictions of like, I'm not communicating my expectations for people. And so I get upset about unmet expectations that have actually never been communicated because when I have friends, there's a certain level of expectation that I have, whether true or perceived or false, that I kind of expect people to follow through with. But to me, that is my level of perfection perfection from a friend. Yet, I am actually looking at it as perfection and not consistency. And I feel like this topic is actually like a really big trap in a lot of relationships because we we look for how can my person be everything that I want them to be for me instead of looking back and being like, how has this person showed up for me in spite of everything that's been going on in both of their lives? Yeah, because consistency is so key when it comes to relationships. I think, once again, we see this in the Bible. And once again, this is what I'm like reading in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um for whatever reason, like that's how it, it's been falling mm-hmm. for, yeah, whatever. Like I do a read through the Bible series, like I through the Bible project. And so today it was like 
Israel, the Northern Territory, uh, um, now called Samaria, because for whatever reason they went through a name change. Um, no, their like their practices were consens- consistently evil in the eyes of the Lord, and that's what caused them to go into exile. That's mm. what caused them to just be no longer a nation. And so, like that consistency of evil, doing things that are wrong, worshiping other gods, caused them to have a calloused heart, Mm -hmm. which is hard-heartedness, so that they would not even repent of their evil ways. And that is what, like, that's what we should be basing everything off of. Not just, like, one act, or Mm -hmm. just, it's like, or it's not based off of one sin, it's not based off of... um, one like oh they brought someone to the lord so therefore they're like they're good mm-hmm. no it's like what does your character say about you what does your consistency of mm-hmm. your practices say about you yeah The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on iMom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. And one of the, I have a couple different notes along with this, is that trust is not earned, it's proved through consistency. Hmm. So I think so often we're like, well, they don't earn my trust anymore because of so-and-so that happened. That could be true if you're reflecting that based off of a lack of consistency in a specific area, but you can't just write somebody off because of one thing that they did wrong. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you have to look back and be introspective of like, um, this next question that I had is how much mercy am I actually willing to give? Because am I willing to like look past something to reconcile, to repent and forgive one another in it and then move on? Or is that going to be something that ultimately holds me back? And that's more of a reflection on myself of like, you did this so bad to me that this is unforgivable and therefore I can't trust you again. Like, is that, was that, you have to figure out in your relationships how to work through something like that because was it a one-time thing or was it a multitude of tiny things that led up to a big thing that now we're at a season of having to figure out what repentance in a new relationship actually looks like. All right. It's like everything, everything that we learn that is good, right. Is mm-hmm. can be ascribed to God or like is proven by God in some way, or like that's part of his character. And like consistency is like God's big thing, like yeah. the unchangeability of God. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's who God is. Like he is consistently faithful. He is consistently loving Mm -hmm. because he is love. Yeah. Like not only does God possess God love. No, he is love. And the only reason we can love is because God himself is love. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of his greatest gifts to us. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like in anything, it's always truth and love. That is Jesus. Right. Jesus is the ultimate love, the ultimate truth. 
Mm-hmm. And so how can we look at all our relationships with that lens? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last one as we wrap this one up is since trust is to be based on the prescribed order of operation within the role as set by God within a relationship, you can develop trust accordingly by being consistent in, and they're going to list off a bunch of different C words. So <laughs> buckle up. You know up. it's a pastor win. Yes, there is a similar letter. So for all the different things that they're talking about. So basically what they're saying is, um, you know that you can trust somebody when they show up consistently in these various areas. And mm-hmm. your character, your conversation, confession, change, commitment, care, compassion, conservation, and conciliation. Big words. A lot mm-hmm. of ones that we don't use, but like yeah. these, these first three ones, like, mm-hmm. or the first two, like we, we've been talking about, like, what does your character say about you? Mm-hmm. Your conversation is huge mm-hmm. because like your, your words that you use is part of who you are. It's actually, it reveals who you are in mm-hmm. the inside. Yeah. That's why we have God's word mm-hmm. who reveals God's character. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. Like this is. We can read about God and his word, mm-hmm. and therefore we know who God is because we have the word of God, scripture, but then we have the word of God, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we re- it reveals who God truly is. And so your conversation, your words that you're using reveal who you are. If it's riddled with profanity, riddled with induendos, riddled with crude jokes, that's revealing who you are in the inside as someone that is profane, someone who is um, someone that just doesn't really care about using their words wisely, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, there's almost like a, a belief and a carelessness in like a lot of cult, like Christian circles of just like, oh, I can be if if people know I'm joking, then it's not really it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I like. I've fallen into that trap of like making those crude jokes or making a careless comment because like, yes, in that moment it's funny, but like in the long term, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not funny. Mm-hmm. I think like, and then C comes along and with confession, nobody does like as, as a like evangelical, like that's like the denomination we fall under confession is just not part of the church community we're in yeah and it that's that's one of the hard things that like i know for me personally i'm like working on of when i sense that i may have wronged somebody and it wasn't like as obvious um i will be very quick to be like hey i apologize blah 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 and mo nine out of ten times they're like i forgive you like totally like whatever and I think that's a practice that I'm trying to work on to model for our kids of having a a heart of confession and repentance and moving on quickly because I don't want to be the type of person that sits and stews in things and then is tempted to go and talk about the situation behind somebody's back. Another triangulation. Correct. Triangulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, change. Yeah. Becoming more like Christ. Yeah. You want any more on that? Nope. Nope. That at all. <laughs> all right. Becoming less of a sinner yes. and becoming more like Christ. Yeah. Um, commitment. 
that one that one for me like specifically is that like commitments are hard for me mm-hmm. because sometimes i lack the um motivation of like actually following through on what i've said i would do mm-hmm. and um so showing up is like one of the hardest things for me but it's also like the most rewarding thing mm-hmm. because when you show up people sh- see that you care mm-hmm. they see that you have are consistent they see that you're not going to just flake on them when things are too hard or mm-hmm. you're too tired or um i have better things to do quote right. unquote mm-hmm. um so I don't, do you have anything more on commitments no no carrie is really good at her commitments <laughs> care this is one i find really easy because i care a lot mm-hmm. um carrie is literally in your name <laughs> yeah how about I you i feel like we are both very caring people um we both have downfalls in that obviously um but i think both of us are very relational so we want to look out for the the care and the understanding of other people around us to make people feel loved and special and heard Mm. showing genuine concern and providing assistance to others it sounds like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay wrap it up with these last couple ones okay yeah because like the next one is compassion i'm like mm-hmm. how is compassion different from care um compassion he says is like not condemning people's sin mm-hmm. or or condoning people's sin of saying like hey it's okay we all screw up no like the reality is yes you can love them mm-hmm. but you still need to preach the truth to them truth and love right yeah and that goes back to the um being open and loving Mm -hmm. in your relationships and that's in the four levels of relating episode this is all circling back to all the conversations you've been having that i've been overhearing you having over marco polo (laughs) yes it is true okay wrap us up with these last two c's conservation and conciliation do you want a definition of those two Let's define them. He has paragraphs by them. So, uh, conservation is doing all that you can, doing all you can that is right and honorable in the sight of God and man to keep relationship going and functioning according to the prescribed order. This is like integrity to me, or like loyalty. Of right, I, I don't think that word is actually one that I use in my vocabulary, but um, loyalty is right. Con- conservation kind of sounds like. Well, when you hear conservation, it's like uh, a land conservation yes. of land. Yeah. Or I think a parks proper, and rec. Yeah, parks and rec. <laughs> um, and so you want to take care of it, make sure it lasts for a long time. Which we should. Like yeah. as like this is God. This is still God's good earth. Okay, we're yes, we can talk about the and land. And so, like, itself. we should yes. conserve. So, but this isn't pertaining to relationships. Yes, which Do, there is a relationship between human and land. So, yes, okay. This is basically saying you're going to do your best to uphold the relationship. Right. We're not and just not just gonna, give up. Yeah. Or just like let it go by the wayside and yeah. say like, well, if they want this relation to last, they need to reach out to me. No, like do everything in your power mm-hmm. to keep a relationship going, knowing that some relationships need or will die. Yeah. They don't need to die, uh, but like will eventually just like if you don't have something in common or if there's nothing that's like 
pushing you forward in mm-hmm. your like relationship, yeah, it's going to not last forever. Right. And it, it looks different in different seasons. Right. So like don't try to force right. a relationship on someone because mm-hmm. maybe it's time for it to terminate. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, the last one is conciliation and it's willing to do all that is right and honorable in the sight of God and man to resolve disunity and bring harmony to the relationship accordingly. Hmm. Harmony. I know that's like your favorite word. It is. It's also my number one. Yeah, it is my number one strength. I remember one year um, I was talking to a group of my campers about me not having unity with somebody that was I was working with on staff. And I came across the verse in Romans about it, of like making sure you do all things like there's unity among you. There's not strife. And I remember having to have a hard conversation with somebody about the hurt that I had, about what uh, friendship looks like in the future with this, or if it even does. And um, I... I desire harmony in my relationships and I also have a a hard time being humble to get to the place of having those hard conversations Mm. because I just want to sweep them under the rug. So that's why like when we talk about the confession side of things, I'm wanting to be a person of confession more so that way I'm modeling it and that way I'm living in harmony within my relationships instead of letting bitterness to stew within me. Right. I think if you look at any of Paul's letters, like he's writing to the church when um, Gentiles are being introduced into the church. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of his letters deal on the subject of unity, of like making the majors major Mm -hmm. and the minors minor. Right. Like if we are going to um, look at one small thing and say like, oh, no, this makes us different Mm -hmm. and say, well, then there's going to be disunity there. Yeah. And so, yeah, like we, um, it's not that they're not important. Mm -hmm. It's that they can be overlooked or say like, not everyone is going to see it this way. Mm -hmm. And I can still love another. We can still love one another Mm -hmm. or do any of the other one another commands Mm -hmm. that are in there in the Bible. And so that'll wrap it up for this week's episode of couples becoming intentional. If you're enjoying this content, feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Vaco. Leave us a five-star rating over on Apple or Spotify, or I guess on audible too. crazy sauce. Audible has podcasts. Yes. It's crazy. And then if you have a extra little bit of time, if you want to leave a review over on Apple podcasts, we'd really appreciate. We'd love to know that this content is meaning a lot to you. And we're almost at 10,000 downloads. So I'm just, I'm a little giddy about it. So if you want to celebrate with us, you can go ahead and go to buymeacoffee.com backslash couples. Five digits. Five digits? Five digits. Five digits. What does that mean? Five digits of downloads. Oh, five digits. <laughs> there we go. Yes, we're almost it's there. A, it's a mile marker. It is a mile marker. And we're getting close to number 52, which is a whole year of podcasting. That's true. So we'll do something fun to celebrate. Yay. Okay. We will. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Carrie will take care of it. <laughs> I will. Okay. Right. See you in the See next ya. one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcv 
house at gmail.com or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Daco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.